Hello, hello. It is great to see you and welcome back to another installment of Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. We've got, of course, the star of our show, Mr. Homer Smith of Convergent Wealth Partners, joining us momentarily. Uh, but look, first and foremost, we want to thank you, our audience, for taking a moment out of your day to join us here for the episode, whether that is on our Facebook live stream currently or if you're checking us out after the fact on a different streaming platform. All the same, great to have you with us. Now, I will say for those that are joining us here on the Facebook live stream today, if you have any questions or any comments at all uh, you know, at, that pop into your head as Homer and I are going through our conversation today, Feel free to chime in during, you know, in that comment box below. We'd love to hear from you, you know, answer a question, maybe if we have some time towards the end, uh, but we'd love to hear from you, see here where you're watching from and just engage with you overall because we appreciate you being here. Uh, but hey, that being said, look, we've got a great episode planned for you guys today. You know, Homer and I, as you probably know already, we spent a lot of time talking about wealth management, wealth preservation as a whole. Today, we're taking a little bit of a different approach here. We're diving into wealth generation. Yeah, that's right. Actually making the money itself. So the topic of the day is, do you have what it takes to create significant wealth? So today, kind of frame it for you, you know, research shows that entrepreneurship can be one of the most effective ways to become wealthy overall, right? But it takes a lot more than simply being a business owner to generate wealth. I think that almost goes without being said. So that being said, today we're going to dive into exactly what these four key drivers can be of, of business, that's drivers of business, as well as financial success. You know, and these are these four key ingredients, if you will, that can, you know, propel a business owner to find success and generate that level of significant wealth. So with that, let's go ahead and bring out Homer to get today's conversation started. Homer, how are you doing today? Good to see you. I'm well, Ryan. Good to see you as well. Great to have you back as always here on the show. And I'm excited about today's topic because it is struck from a different vein, if you will. Uh, we're talking about wealth generation today, but uh, you know, being a, being an entrepreneur, that's something that you're also familiar with. I mean, hey, here you are at Convergent Wealth Partners. You've, you've walked this walk. Um, so let's, let's start, to, though. Yeah, I wanted to actually uh, point that out. And why yeah. I, I really like this topic is, mm -hmm. you know, re, you know, the beauty of working with business owners as one of the, the primary groups of clients that I work with is, you know, I'm a business owner as well. And so learning what other successful business owners are doing uh, to generate that wealth, to create that success within their business, it's it's great because, you know, I'm constantly learning and, and trying to figure out how to be better within my own business. So th these types of topics are great because it, it also forces me to examine, you know, what am I doing? Am I doing everything I need to do to, to create the same kind of success uh, of the business owners that I'm that I'm working with as well? So it's uh, I really enjoy this topic. Sure. Yeah. It's true collaboration between you and your clients going on at all times. And we know that from our past conversations, but, uh, Honor to kind of, Honor to kind of get us started here, you know, is, so there's a strong case, right? That entrepreneurship is really this, this true generator of significant wealth, correct? Like to walk me through why, why it's entrepreneurship that seems to be this, this hot topic when it comes to creating wealth. I think most business owners are aware that probably the, the, the most likely path to significant wealth is entrepreneurship, creating a business or improving on an existing business. And, you know, uh, maybe the easiest way to see that is if you look at you know, things like the Forbes uh, list each year, other groups that put together, you know, lists of the wealthiest people. Uh, most often the wealthiest people are those that created or improved upon a business. So I, I think it's, you know, while it's not the most certain, it's not certain that, you know, being an entrepreneur is going to lead to that significant wealth it's the most likely path to creating uh, that kind of significant wealth. 
Roger that. And now if entrepreneurship alone isn't enough, then Homer, what are some of the best practices that you see entrepreneurs, uh, you know, doing on a regular basis that, you know, makes them wealthy and highly successful? Yeah, I think the first one is a, a really deep commitment to achieving success or achieving that significant wealth. Uh, the second part is, is the business model. Is it a business model that can lead to that kind of wealth? Uh, the third part is you need to have really great relationships throughout your business as well as those surrounding your business. And then, you know, maybe a little bit biased, but I also believe you need to have the right team of professionals both within the business and also on your personal wealth to make sure you're optimizing everything that's going on around the business um, as well. Sure. I mean, the, there's not enough that can be said to having an effective team around you. And because that way it's, you know, as the business owner, the entrepreneur, they don't feel like they have to wear all the different hats, you know, and be experts on a massive amount of different subject matters. They can trust their team. They can, you know, really lean on their given expertise, their degrees, their certifications, all the things that comprise a good team. So that's a really important one. And we're going to get into that in a little bit, but I want to, you know, start with the first one, really let's, let's examine that key factor a little more closely. That's that a commitment to achieve. Now, I know this one almost goes without being said, but walk me through what this commitment truly looks like. You know, it is in the word, it is a commitment. So what does that look like to you? Um, most of the business owners I work, work with are founder led companies. So they're, they started the business, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago. And what I see with them is they've had this extremely deep commitment, kind of no matter what's going on. So, you know, things aren't always going to be going well and, and to have that persistence to achieve uh, no matter what's in front of them. You know, oftentimes these owners, you know, it's not till they've been in into it for 20 or 30 years where they finally see that success pay off. And, you know, oftentimes that comes with sacrifice. You know, sometimes it's sacrificing some level of family time or, or other things they might want to be doing in order to get that business through those difficult times and ultimately to the level of success that they want. And, you know, what I find, though, is that really it's it's not about the money. Uh, you know, they, they, would, they do want to create significant wealth, but it's not just for wealth's sake. It's they really have this desire to build the successful company for many other reasons, whether it's uh, for their employees and making sure their employees have a great place to go. But oftentimes it's for their family and creating that wealth to make sure their family is going to be OK or taking care of causes they care about. Uh, or, you know, oftentimes they're driven because they want to make some major difference in the world. And so, you know, it's it's really that deep commitment without that. Uh, they're not able to really uh, do the things that they want to do to get through those tough times to, to create that that level of wealth. Sure, sure. And, and the commitment, while yes, it is such an important part of, of generating wealth, it's really the first step, you got to be able to to do the next step. And that's to take action, right? That's equally as important. What does what does the action step look like to you? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it'd be nice, right, if we just wanted to create significant wealth and, and it just materialized. But the reality is, along with that hard work is you have to have a plan, and you have to have goals. And then you have to find out what are the tasks and the behaviors that need to be done in order to uh, achieve those goals. So it's a lot of work that goes into uh, making sure that you can actually you know, fulfill uh, the, the obligations that you need to do. So it's really taking that commitment, taking the, that vision of what you want this company to look like, and then making sure you can actually operationalize it uh, with your team and, and, and you know, all the steps and actions needed to get there. So Homer, I want to move now into that second key factor that you had mentioned for us. And, and it's, it's really the discussion surrounding the business model. How vitally important is a viable business model when it comes to wealth creation as a whole? 
Well, it's, it's critically important. In, in the work that we do with our business owners, we're, we're helping them evaluate their business from a lot of different angles and directions. And we really look at 18 different value drivers within the business. And quite a few of them are really wrapped all around this idea of the business model. You know, do they have a differentiated product or service? You know, are they in a niche market that allows them to, you know, have some advantages that they wouldn't otherwise have? And, you know, oftentimes though people get this misconception about, you know, business model and that, you know, the wealthiest people, their business model was something that was brand new. They created it kind of out of thin air and because it was brand new, it's what led to all that wealth. But the reality is most of the successful business models out there or most of the most successful entrepreneurs out there, they created that wealth by making something better. And I think the easiest example to think about is, is Jeff Bezos and Amazon. You know, Amazon was, he did not think of Amazon in the world that it is today. At first, it was just to make a better bookstore. And, and so I think that's, the, that's something that's really critical to keep in mind is that's doing better. It really proves to be the most pervasive and, and, and most successful uh, way of, of entrepreneurship. Sure. Now you had mentioned the the you know team building idea earlier in the show, but first of all, you know it all starts really with relationships, and it's the age old adage, Homer. It's not what you know, it's who you know. So walk me through this this third key factor that you mentioned earlier in terms of building powerful relationships and how that can impact wealth creation. What's that look like? Yeah, I think you know along with all these other ideas of this commit deep commitment by the entrepreneur most when you look at most successful companies there's also a deep commitment by the people within the company that are supporting that business owner that entrepreneur and and really um, that team effort comes from having a shared vision where they really believe in uh, what's going on within the business and and you know really they want the business to succeed and, and this is one I think for me uh, is, is also one I'm, I'm constantly working on is how can I be a, a better leader to to my team and get them to buy in because I think if they buy in uh, to what we're trying to do they're going to work much much harder to achieve and I think that's that's pretty common across the most successful uh, companies out there and I think that also extends you know, really even beyond your your team so you're you employees but you know most businesses have suppliers they have vendors they have other people surrounding the business that are very critical to it and that that same relationship building uh, needs to extend to, to those groups as well sure sure now I'd love to kind of switch gears to what we had mentioned earlier in the team you know so building that team is a lot easier said than done every I mean you want the right individuals in the right positions so that you know you as the business owner or the entrepreneur can trust that they're gonna execute their task their job to the fullest and do it well. So that being said, you've, you've walked this walk of entrepreneurship. You've gone through this process. Do you have any advice really, or insights maybe on how to go about building? And then of course, maintaining that, that high quality team that you need to generate significant wealth. I mean, the best advice I, I can give in what I see, not only around creating good teams, but just achieving goals in general is is this idea of living in alignment and so you know the business owner entrepreneur is going to have this vision this idea this goal of where they want to take the company and they've got to make sure that the individuals working for them are aligned with that vision and that their individual goals um, are aligned with that so if you can do that if you can help them uh, achieve success individually and and, and that's aligned with their own self-interest and that self-interest is aligned with the company's uh, success uh, that's going to be uh, to me the, the biggest uh, uh, connector to how to you know, build those relationships and have them win along the way as well. 
Roger that. Now, Homer, the fourth really key driver of significant wealth here is just this willingness to engage with the right professionals. Now, this this is an interesting one because, you know, when you're first starting out as an entrepreneur, you know, you need you need business. You need to be able to do that to keep the doors open, to keep your employees you know, paid, so on and so forth. But engaging with the right professionals, meaning generating the right relationships with clients, you know, uh, working with the right companies, it all sounds good, but in theory, it's a little more difficult probably than, than it is in terms of just easily being able to be achieved. So explain this key driver a little bit more to me, please, because this is, this is a tough one. Yeah, to me, this, this really is pretty critical. Again, I think I mentioned earlier, I'm a little biased because I, I am in this world of supporting business owners achieve their goals, both professionally and, and personally. But to me, I think that this is pretty critical because I think most people look at, you know, wealth managers, financial advisors as focused on investments. And, you know, I think we do a good job of that. If, if we do a really good job, and let's say we helped our clients get an extra 1% rate of return every year on their investments, now that could translate to tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe, maybe seven figures over time if we do a really good job over a very long period of time. But if we can help our clients uh, grow the, the value of their business by taking the risk out of it, helping them look at their business from a, you know, how to create sustainable you know, profits and cash flow, how to create sustainable growth, and ultimately how to defend that equity by looking at their business from the eye of a buyer and addressing the key issues within their business. You know, if we can help them uh, improve the value of their firm by 20, 25%, that could be easily millions of dollars of value added uh, in there. Uh, on the other side, on their personal wealth side, looking at things like wealth enhancement and looking at taxes and how do we you know, reduce their overall tax burden again, not only short term, but over the long run, you know, could have significantly more uh, ultimate value to that, uh, to that business owner entrepreneur than an extra rate of return could. Uh, wealth transfer, how do they successfully transfer their business uh, to the next generation or to an outside buyer uh, and transfer their wealth to the second generation within their family? We, from previous uh, conversations we've had, you know, a significant amount of wealth is often lost by the, by the end of that second generation. So how do we help them preserve that, you know, asset protection, wealth protection, you know, how do we help you all this wealth that you've created? You know, what if a frivolous lawsuit came along and, and ended up causing you to to have a lot of that wealth at risk? And so how do we make you an unattractive target and pr protect that? You know, that's not necessarily creating new wealth, but if we can help you avoid losing it along the way, again, could be massively valuable. And, you know, other things like charitable giving. So we talked earlier about a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs are, are you know, really driven by making a difference in the world or for the causes they care about. And how do we help you magnify uh, and maximize that that gift? Uh, so all of those strategies, when we look at all that together, the, the combination of, of the personal wealth planning with the business planning, having the right team of professionals that can kind of cross both of those lines for you and help you look at all of that together, to me, is going to be a, a huge factor in helping you maximize, optimize that wealth. And Homer, you know, you, as we have mentioned, you've walked this walk, you've been an entrepreneur before and, and walking through these, these four key drivers for us, it's all super beneficial information aside from just these four drivers themselves. Uh, you know, is there, is there anything that you would want to share with our audience? You know, maybe a lesson learned from your own experiences of, of something that you believe that's super important that entrepreneurs keep in mind, you know, as they move through this, you know, creation of a company, the maintaining of these relationships between not only clients, but of course also staffing, you know, anything that you've experienced in your, in your time, you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner that you wish maybe somebody would have shared with you when you were going through the process. 
that's an interesting question. I don't know if I was really prepared for that one, but um, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I, I do think that what we've talked about really does encompass it uh, for the most part. I mean, I think that, you know, making sure you're, you're taking time to evaluate what you really want out of this uh, and making sure that you're aligned. I think we talk about that a lot with our, with our clients around this idea of alignment, not just alignment with your goals and what you're doing to, to achieve those goals, but really bringing your values into it and the why behind all of this and making sure that, you know, again, are you, you know, when, when a business owner, when I ask them, you know, what is the goal of the business? And they say, oh, I want a hundred million dollar business. And we might ask, you know, the why question, why a hundred million? You know, every now and then we do kind of get the, well, just because it sounds good. Okay, well, if we can't ultimately align that with, you know, their goals, their behaviors, of, are they really willing to do what it takes to get there? Mm-hmm. That goal's not going to be ultimately achieved. And so I think it's really getting down to, because not, not every business owner wants to create, you know, significant wealth. You know, oftentimes business owners, you know, want their business for lifestyle reasons. You know, it's something they really love and have a lot of passion around. They're not really interested in, in creating a lot of wealth around it because of what it would take to do that. They're not willing or wanting or needing to do uh, what it would take to, to build significant wealth around that. So mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's really about that alignment, you know, understanding what you value, what are the goals that are going to need to be achieved to get you to what you value? And then what are those behaviors, those activities, those, those action items that are going to ultimately get you there and just making sure that you're living in alignment uh, at at all times is going to be ultimately what leads to the most likelihood of you achieving that. Well, yeah, I appreciate you. I know I caught you a little off guard with that one, but I appreciate you kind of reaching, reaching, yeah, reaching deep and thinking it really does come down to the why your why is so important. You know, it carries you through your day-to-day interactions, let alone your long-term goals with your business. So Homer, these four key drivers are fantastic. I appreciate you kind of, you know, sharing them with our audience, allowing them to kind of resonate with everybody that's watching today. And and look, I appreciate the conversation and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one already, man. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. And hey, look, we want to take one last moment here to thank anyone who was checking us out today, whether it be on the Facebook live stream or after the fact on a podcasting platform. We appreciate you being here for the episode. So please do us a favor. Be free to, uh, Feel free to comment on the show, subscribe to it on whichever platform you're checking us out on. And of course, share this information with friends and family. At the end of the day, these are tips. These are strategies. These are conversations meant to really advance your level of wealth and help put you on the road uh, to living that you know amazing life of significance that Homer and I talk about so much. So for Mr. Homer Smith, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long. And we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of Advance Your Wealth. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither Integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, Integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor Integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. 
you must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. Please consult your legal tax advisor regarding your specific situation.